0: Welcome to the podcast of Life Church in Houston, Texas. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope that this message inspires your week, builds your faith, and ultimately brings you closer to Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. I have thoroughly enjoyed this month's sermon series, it has been really great. And uh, I would just like to mention to you that we're going into a brand new series next Sunday and we're going to be preaching through the book of James. So if you would, I'd like for you this week to take some time, read through the book of James. It's a a beautiful Bible, uh, uh, it's a beautiful letter from James to the church and it's a combination really of the teachings of Jesus on uh, the uh, on the Mount, the Sermon on the Mount, and Proverbs. It's just an amazing uh, passage of Scripture. And so, uh, thank you so much for that. And then, uh, just before I go into my message, I would like for our ushers to pass out our legacy cards in all of the campuses. And uh, if you'll hold on to these, I'm going to be referring, the, uh, referring to them during our uh, sermon today. So, uh, pass those out. And again, thank you so much. God bless you. You may be seated. And while the ushers are passing that out, I'm gonna go ahead and get started and, and just talk a little bit about making a difference. Uh, our, our theme for this passage and for this series has been the thief does not come but to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, This is what I've come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. So that's what we believe at Life Church. We believe there is a best life for you to live. And the best life is not a life that's without trouble or without trials or without problems. The best life is the life that God created me to live and the purpose that God created me to live that life in. And so I think it's very important as we look at what God wants for our life that we really begin to get a vision for what God wants for our life. There's many people that go through life. They never have a vision of what the end of their life is going to be. And and that's why many people kind of at that mid-age, there's a crisis. They don't know what they're going to do because they haven't planned for the destination. And I think it's important for us to have a vision. Everybody say, "Have have a vision. This is what the Bible says. The wise man Solomon wrote in Proverbs 29 and 18... Where there is no vision, the people perish. Uh, another translation of that is the message, and it says it like this. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. They just fall. There's no direction. There's no stability. But, those, but when they attend to what he wants, they are most blessed. Amen. I want to be one of those people that is most blessed. Amen. I want to have the blessings of the Lord in my life. And I really feel like that we need to have a vision for our life, a vision for what God wants to accomplish. Now, I can't tell you what your vision should be. But I feel like today I can give you a good structure to start building that vision on. If you don't have a vision, then I feel like that this is something that you can build on. And I, I, I love what Nancy said. And I, I, we didn't communicate that this was something that she was going to say. But this morning in my time of prayer, I felt really at this time to talk about families and specifically, I felt to talk to husbands, to fathers, as the head of the house, it's so important for you to get a vision for what your family is going to be. And just a simple structure, but a powerful structure, is have the vision to know God. Just We, we preached about that the first Sunday of this month, and, and if you missed that, you can go back and you can uh, watch that on our YouTube channel or on um On our Facebook page. Uh, So know God, find freedom. In other words, uh, let the Lord do a work where you're putting all of those things in your past, the hurts, the the things that have happened in your life behind you. Uh, Discover life. And we uh, talk about that as a a get-together on on Sunday. And yes, it is happening today after our service. But our our purpose is more than just having a get-together. It's really to start unpacking what your life should be, and what God wants for your life, and then the last thing is to make a difference that 's what i 'm going to be talking about here for a few minutes today and and again, at the very simplest form, is which uh, I think is a good structure, is just start serving on the team, the life church team, the life family and, and I think that would be a good starting place for you i 've met a lot of people that have uh, known God and have found freedom and have actually discovered life and yet then that next step of making a difference is so intimidating sometimes to really step out and give yourself Other people, we face a lot of fears and a a lot of phobias about being in front of people or talking to people or even serving people. I I think all of us probably have some type of fear of being rejected from time to time, and and but but I know that that's my ultimate purpose, my ultimate purpose is to live the life that God created me to live. Live the life that God has asked me to live and has put in my DNA to live out. Now, um, I, I want to talk about a couple of words here that I would love for us to redeem. I think they're somewhat religious terms and and many people kind of shy away from them because it i don't know maybe it makes us feel like that we're saying that we're special or that we're different but the truth is we are chosen by god everybody say i'm chosen And not only are we chosen, but we are called, chosen and called, chosen and called. And those are really sacred words that the Lord uses to talk about uh, us. And, And many times we run from those words because we don't. We're not sure what kind of responsibility comes with those words, but but I'd like to try and unpack that a little bit today and and make it simple for you to really see how God wants to use you and how to make a difference in, in the world around you. I want to read a passage from the words of, of Peter, the, the, the disciple who's writing to the church. And this is what he said. But you are not like that. And when, when he says not like that, he's referring to some people that, that are basing all of their religion just based on um, their, who they are. Where, where they came from. But, but that, that's not the way that we are. We're, we're here because God called us. God has, has brought us into this. And, and this is what he says. For you are a chosen people a chosen people. He's not talking about a race now or a nationality now or or a group of people that speak a certain language. He's talking to the church worldwide. and, And thank God that we come from so many different places and we are chosen people. We are royal priest. Everybody say royal priest. Now that seems a little bit intimidating, but really let's look at what a priest does priest takes you by the hand and God by the hand and introduces you to each other. It's just that simple. That's what we do as a priest. We bring people into the presence of God, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Aren't you thankful for that call? Aren't you thankful that you are chosen? Amen. In all campuses, aren't we thankful that God has the best life? And my best life is the life God created me to live. My best life is walking in the purpose of my creator. It's walking in the purpose of God. It's walking In the purpose of my creator as he has expressed it through my creation. As he has put me together and as he has formed me because he has something for me to do. I I would just like for you to take a moment and turn to the person next to you and say he has something for me to do. Because I believe in the power of words. (laughs) I believe that when you start speaking things, that God starts paying attention to it. So one more time, say to your neighbor, God has something for me to do. Listen to this beautiful scripture in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. He says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus... So we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. Amen. Before I even came on the scene. Before you ever came on the scene. Long ago, God had already created things for us to do. And that's part of our purpose. And and so when I walk into those good things. When I start discovering those good things. It's amazing how God takes those small good things that he has purpose for us to do and how he amplifies his work in us and the results that take place just out of kindness that there have been many times in my life that just out of acts of kindness I've seen God do amazing things that have changed really the, 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 the shape and the future of families. I've, I've seen God use me and I'm not in any way trying to say that I'm something special. I'm trying to let you know it's those simple things that we do that God has put in our life. Those divine appointments that seem like an accident when we yes. find someone that we're friendly to and we connect with. And, and it's a person of peace that is opening uh, open to him hear the word of God. It's just amazing what one word of encouragement can do. It's amazing what one prayer of faith can do. It's amazing what one act of service, one gift of generosity, just to change someone's life. Amen. It's amazing. It's amazing what God will do. And we have to put ourselves in that place where we actually do those good works. Um, years ago, I guess it's been probably 25 years ago, I received a phone call about 1 o'clock in the morning. And, and it was a mother that was on the other end of the line. And she was in a desperate situation. Her son had had, had uh, and I don't even remember the details now, but he was um, fighting for his life. And, and I, I got up drove down to, um, um, Tobb Hospital, downtown Houston, walked in and, and, and he was in bad shape. The, the, you know, the nurse's emergency room and, and, and the, the mother said, can you just go in and pray for him? And, and I worked with the doctors and tried to make sure that I didn't get in their way. And I slipped in and just one little simple word of prayer, one, one just simple word of prayer. I walked out. I said, I prayed. I'm going to be praying for you. I stayed around a little bit, went home, got in bed. I uh, woke up the next day, and, and uh, I had a phone call, uh, a message, and, and the message was, uh, Pastor, you're not going to believe this, but after you left that emergency room last night, God completely reversed the situation in my son's life. Now, again, this isn't about me. This is about Jesus. But I just noticed yesterday that this young man and his wife, now they're quite a bit older, are missionaries in the Middle East. And I think, God, it's amazing what you will do with just an opportunity. God gives us these opportunities, and it's important for us to walk into them. Nick mentioned. Pastor Nick mentioned our serve team at the Cabo San Lucas Villas yesterday, and and I got a little report. Let me just read them to you. There was about thirty of our Life Church volunteers that showed up, and they ministered or, in other words, prayed for around a hundred of the residents. They these people wanted prayer. We fed over two hundred people. We had a, a kid jam, a sidewalk Sunday school, and and there were thirty to forty children that showed up for that. They uh, we went in and renovated. The laundry room, which had been destroyed for the whole community, we replastered it, painted it, fixed holes, added, uh, uh, made sure the machines were running. We gave out care packages. We shared the gospel one on one with many people, and and at the end of the day, uh, our. Uh, serve lead, Jonathan McClure told me that there were 30 kids, 30 people, kids and adults that said, Hey, we want to come to church. Can you give us a ride? 30. And so his, his request says, uh, pastor, we don't have that many cars. Can we get a bus? Well, yes, we'll get a bus, whatever it takes, because that's what life church is all about. That's what life church and for everybody that served in all of the locations, Thank you so much, and, and if this is something that is in your heart, this is where we're talking about making a difference. We serve people, we help people, and, and, and I, I'm loved by God, and I'm thankful for that. Anybody thankful that you're loved by God? I'm thankful that I'm loved unconditionally. He loves me unconditionally. That doesn't mean he approves of everything that I do and he corrects me and he brings me back in line. I don't have unconditional approval of my choices, but he loves me unconditionally. And and because he has loved me, guess what? I want to love that way. But Because he has blessed me, I want to bless other people. Paul said it like this in the book of Acts chapter twenty. In verse 24, But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Think about this. Think about this incredible man named Paul who was saying that his life was worth nothing unless he finished what God had called him to do. So so that structure, here we have this structure, know God. Dig into that, get to know God, pray, spend time with God, spend spend time in the presence of God, spend time in your life group, spend time with each other, talk about the things of God. That's that's one of the ways that you get to know him by just having God conversation with people. Amen. I mean, we, we have all kind of conversations about the Astros and, and not many people talk about the Texans right now, but by faith, one day it'll be on all of our lips. Amen. We, we talk about this and we talk about that. We talk about what restaurant has the best cheese enchiladas. Those are conversations that are important uh, in the world that we live in. But even a greater, more important conversation is just talk about the goodness of God. That's one of the things I loved about being around my parents growing up. One of the things they talked about all the time was just how good God had been to them in every situation the goodness of God find freedom don't only really know god but then find freedom make sure that just that you have just because you have knowledge of god or, or understand more about god that, that you're not going to hang on to things that would try to destroy you find freedom from, discover what god's life and purpose is and then today make a difference let me get into this part of the message and close out this series by reading the book of Acts chapter 1 and 8. These are the last words of Jesus. He's standing there and and his disciples and and followers around 500 had joined in and and they were walking with him. He's the resurrected powerful Christ and and, and just before he lifts up, I mean it's it's amazing what's going to happen in just a few moments. He says the last words to them, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my Witnesses. In other words, you're going to tell people about me. Everybody say, talk about Jesus. You're going to be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Can I tell you something that we as Life Church should be passionate about? We should be passionate about this scripture. We should be passionate about. About the Great Commission. We should be passionate about telling people about Jesus Christ. Listen, we cannot lose sight of the world and the world around us and the world afar of off, and we cannot lose sight of that and of our mission. So many times, listen now, people think church is about them. And I love the fact that we can gather together in these three campuses today. I I love the fact that we're worshiping all across the south side of the city of Houston. But I'm going to tell you what we're doing today is not really about us. What we're doing today is really about all the people that need Jesus. We're getting our tanks full. We're worshiping, but we're also in our mind thinking about the mission that God has for us and where God wants to use us and how God wants to lead us. I want to talk about these three areas that Jesus talked about. He talked about Jerusalem, and when he was saying that, he's talking to a lot of people that lived in Jerusalem He's basically saying, Your world, reach your world. That, that's right where you live. But there were also those that, that perhaps were from Judea and Samaria, and that's just beyond the, the world that, that he was talking in or living in at that moment as the, as, as, uh, in Jerusalem. And, and then he says, To the ends of the world. That, that's talking about the whole world. And I want to talk about where we as Life Church can make a difference. In these three areas and where you as an individual can start making a difference. And I'm going to take them in reverse order. Instead of starting with Jerusalem where we're at, I'm going to end with that. And I'm going to start talking about how to make a difference in the whole world. In the wide world that we live in. And You know, it seems like that we are insignificant. And and if you look at the population and the percentage of people that we have in, in our church compared to the population of the world. yeah, yes. I would say that we would seem to be insignificant, but you can never underestimate the power of a prayer. Amen. I want to hear another amen to that. that that's just good preaching. And I, I'm counting on you, Houston, and friends with that, that, that. There's no way that you can underestimate the power of a prayer, the power of a prayer to make a ripple throughout eternity, the power of a prayer to move into a certain place and, and God move. Well, God's all powerful. He doesn't need my prayer. I agree, but for some reason, God has decided to partner with mankind and He's asked us to pray the these prayers and he responds to the prayers that we pray. Uh, in Mark chapter 16, this is what Jesus said go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Now, we can't all go out of this place, go home, and start making reservations for uh, different countries that we're going to go to. I think there's 205 countries in the world, so we we can almost represent every country, and and, and, uh, I call dibs on America. So, um, (laughs) no, we can't do that, and I don't want you to do that, because that's not God's will, but that doesn't mean we uh, neglect the rest of the world. Just because we don't live there, it doesn't mean we neglect it. As a matter of fact, we pray for the rest of the world. We we pray for places that God puts on our hearts. And, and as life church, there's there's three regions that God has really placed on our heart. First of all, the Philippines. That's been a long time uh, um, a burden for Life Church. For through the years, we've had ministries there. And, and today, Life Church, we have a, a beautiful orphanage that has 118 children living there. Thank God for those children. God's doing amazing work in their life. They're becoming people of faith. They're becoming people with vision. They want to change the world that they live in. And and, uh, we're really praying for them today because there is a massive typhoon uh, on that side of the world. It's the same thing as one of our hurricanes. And it's passing right over Ima's home even as I'm preaching. So let's pray and ask the Lord to keep them safe. But we pray for them. We pray for them all the time. And as a matter of fact, we have an educational team that is going next month. Uh, Josh uh, Garcia is going to teach art and camera work and videoing. And, and, and Judy uh, Sisk and Jeannie Horchuk are going to help with language development. And, and uh, Rodney and Erica Green are going to teach spiritual things. Plus, they're going to be doing medical examinations and and so this is a way that you could help if you want to help that team go and, and the supplies that we're going to buy you can go to imishome.com and uh, you can find that event there educational event but we want to, to be a help but uh, another way that we help each year is we give I, now, I, I do want you to go, and if there's anybody here that you want to go on a mission trip, come and talk to me. Let's figure out a way to get you there and, and, and be a blessing. But, but the way that we traditionally help in the other side of the world where we can't go is we give. And if you have your legacy card, I'd like for you to get it out. This legacy offering is going to take place on the second Sunday of November. I wanted to get it to you soon enough so that you could be praying about it and thinking about it. And you can see here that in our international ministries, this year we're targeting three areas. We're targeting, and I'm not going to attempt to even say it in Lithuania, but um, Life Church in Lithuania... And then um, the Wings of an Eagle Church in Mexico. Incredible minister that I've known for probably 25 years. Uh, Brother Furman Diaz. He's just an amazing man of God. We're going to be partnering with him. I'm His Home, which I've already mentioned, in, in the Philippines, and then Revive Israel. This is a an evangelistic group in the Middle East that is doing everything they can to reach um, everyone in that area with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and just, just a little tidbit into what God is doing there. I just got a report uh, the other day that in that area that we call the Middle East, where many times It's even against uh, uh, the law to convert to Christianity. Just in the last year, they've started 1,000 new churches. Many of them are secret and underground churches. But isn't that awesome that God is reaching into that re- region and God is doing great things. And of course, a portion of our money, our offering that we uh, take goes to that. that. That's something that you can do. You can help us by giving. And our goal as a church, all three campuses this, this year, is to receive an offering of $250,000 that we can use to bless People around the world. So I I would ask you, and we're going to be talking about this quite a bit until that second Sunday in November. Take this somewhere where you can put it up, where you can look at it, where you can pray over it, where you can ask the Lord what you should give. Don't make up in your mind right now what you're going to give. Pray about it. Ask the Lord to give you direction. I heard one person say this, and, and I've never forgotten it. He said, I will never be satisfied making a dollar... When my purpose is to make a difference. Make a difference. Amen. So we can reach the whole world. To the, to the ends of the world. By our giving. By our going on missions trips. And, and I encourage you to do that. The second thing we can do. Is we can make a difference just beyond our world. In other words. The people that are around us that we really don't touch, really can't touch. They're just separated by too many layers and and, and we, we, we don't have the ability to do that. But we as a church can still make a difference just beyond our world to help the pe- people in the city of Houston that are hurting. I, I mentioned uh, the Galvez family. Why are we doing that? They're, they're now part of another church. They're working in another church. Well, why? why? Because I feel that it's, respons- it's the church's responsibility to take care of widows, to take care of people that have worked with us and that our people are in need. As a matter of fact, Paul wrote that to the church In Galatia, listen to what he says, Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 2. Stoop down and reach out to those who are oppressed. I I love how that is worded. Stoop down. In other words, sometimes we have to get down and and reach for people that that are down and out, that, that have serious situations. Reach out to those who are oppressed, share their burdens, and so complete. Christ's law, if you think you're too good for that, you are badly deceived. And and, and this year in our uh, legacy offering, if you look at that under local ministries, uh, some of the ministries that we're going to be reaching to, and, and throughout the year there are people that have needs that we constantly try and reach. But but one of them is the Matthew 25 ministry. And this is a ministry that ministers to the homeless people throughout our region. And it's headed up by uh, Langdon and Jessica Cassidy. They have an incredible ministry and uh, it's amazing how many people he feeds, how many people he clothes, how many people he takes care of. I I was um, in the the middle of winter last year. You know how brutal our winters are. But truly there are some cold days where you don't want to get your feet out of bed. Amen. Someone said amen. Amen. And I, I can still remember waking up one morning. It was about six o 'clock, and oh, it was cold, and i didn 't want to get out of bed and I opened my phone and and, and Langdon was downtown, giving out hot chocolate and warm socks to the homeless people. I'm so thankful that this is a part of our church. It's not our ministry. It's uh, Langdon and Jessica's ministry, but I'm thankful there are members of our church, and uh, I have such a burden and belief that God wants to use them in a great way and is using them, and so that's one of the things we will give to through our legacy offering. We'll give an offering. We gave them $25,000 last year to help. I'm believing this year that we'll give them $30,000. So will somebody agree with me? And several times a week, they're down feeding, helping, testifying, serving, and then the other part of our local ministries that we give to are, are families in crisis. These are just families that come to us with needs during the year. There, there may be a fire, there may be a death, there may be a, a, a some type of problem in the family, and. And and I'm so thankful that throughout the years, we've been able to bless people, to help people, and to give them that little extra offering. But it's not just giving. I I want to just ask you uh, to join with me. And if you've taken notes, jot these things down. Let's pray for our city. Amen. Amen. Let's pray for our city. And I know know we have a campus in League City and I'm thankful for League City. We're praying for League City and and, and we have a campus in Friendswood. I'm thankful for Friendswood. We're praying for Friendswood. And of course we have a campus in Houston. We're praying for Houston. But but when I say pray for the city, I'm talking about this region that we live in, this greater Houston area. And, And this is what I've been led to pray and that I've prayed for many months. And the first thing that I pray for is I pray for healing for the hurting. Everybody say healing for the hurting. We have, a, we have a lot of people in our world that hurt. And, and they hurt so much that they don't have hope. They hurt so much that they don't know where to turn. I want us just to be a church that is constantly praying for people that are hurting, that God would give them hope. I, I also pray constantly for spiritual transformation. That God will move in our city and there will be a spiritual shift and people will love him and serve him. Amen. Amen. Wouldn't it be awesome to see a great revival take place in this region and people really start seeking God? Somebody... You've got to believe with me on that. Somebody say amen that we would start hearing across our city that people would be hungry and crying out to the Lord. And I I pray for the churches that are in all of our region that they would be full of people that would be seeking God and would be hungry for the things of God. I, I also pray that the Lord would just give wisdom to everyone that is in leadership, everyone that leads politically, everyone that's an influence God, just help them, give them wisdom, amen. And so that's one of the things that I can do for my local area, for the world that is here, the world that I can touch. I can do these things, and and, um, this is what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 25, Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? And this is what the Lord says. Uh, I'm sorry. When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And this is what the king will say. Again, Jesus is telling this uh, parable. I'll tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of my brothers and sisters, you are doing it to me. Amen. So, so the wide world, the whole world that is around me, I, I, I can go to the Philippines. I'm actually going in the month of October for that missions trip. And I'm looking forward to being there and, and praying with the kids and leading the kids. I, and I'm hoping that we can take many missions trips this year. Again, if you have a burden to lead a missions trip, come and talk to me. Let's see how we can help facilitate that. I, I, I personally would love for everybody in our church to be able to go on a missions trip. I think that it is something that would change your life i I can't really uh, touch the world that is just beyond my reach every day but i can support ministries that do that i can pray for the region and then finally it comes down to the home here we are those that are right here those that are in your house does anybody have someone that's in your house that has a need let me just see your hand I'm talking about my my neighbor, somebody next door. I'm talking about the the parents of one of my uh, child's uh, co students or, or goes to school with. There, there's needs all around us, and these are the people that we can touch. These are the places that we really can make a difference. We we can make a difference as a church. Everybody say as a church, and and, and I, I would love for our church to to have such a hunger for the word of god that that it would burn inside of us that we would want what god wants for us amen as a matter of fact when you pray pray god let life church be a church that has a hunger for your word i i want to be a church that has a an attitude of thankfulness amen is anybody in the room thankful for what god has done for you Is anybody in Houston and friends would thankful for what God has done for you? I want to be a part of a church that has an attitude of thankfulness. So so that's what I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to pray, Lord, let us be hungry for your word. And and Lord, let us have an attitude of gratefulness. and, And Lord, bring spiritual growth to each individual. To me, oh God, I want to grow in the Lord this year. I want to see God do great things. I want to become more mature. I want to know Him in a greater level, and I want it for every member of Life Church. I want you to grow in the things of the Lord. I want us to walk in unity, amen. I want us to be unified in our goals and unified in the vision that God has put in us for this community. And and then I also pray all the time, God, let souls be saved, amen. Let someone come into the knowledge of the gospel of Jesus Christ and let it change their life. How, How many of you feel that way? I want somebody to know about Jesus. I, I want to be that light that shines. I want to be that person that is a good example, that gives a word of encouragement. And, and and this Sunday, we're introducing something that is a little different. We're introducing what we're calling kindness cards. When you leave today, you can pick two or three of these up out there. And it's just a way for you to, to think about when you show kindness. And And, and first of all, These aren't meanness cards or apathy cards. Don't just hand this to somebody. Hey, take this. But kindness cards. God's called us to be kind to people and and to help people. And so next time you're in a restaurant and you give a generous tip, and I believe in generous tipping, amen. Just a word from the pastor. Be a generous tipper. People need help then just lay this little card down there. On one side, it says something extra to show God's lo- that God loves you. And then on the back, it just has our website. If they want to go there, they can. Kindness card. Just give an extra tip. Uh, pay, pay for somebody's coffee. And, and when you're at the window at Starbucks, pay for their coffee and say, hey, um, the barista, hey, will you take this and give this to the person next to me? I, one of the neatest things I ever, ever happened. Well, it was a cool thing. I, I don't know where you rated in neatness, but it was cool. Um, was getting in line at the Starbucks over off of um, uh, the Gulf Freeway, close to our Alameda campus, and uh, when I got up to the window, the guy said, "Oh, the people in front of you uh, paid for your coffee." I said, "Oh man, that's awesome." He said, "Yes." we're up to 47 cars now that have paid for the person next to them. I said, well, it ends with me, buddy. I'm not paying for nothing. (laughs) If you know me, you know, that's not the truth. I said, I'm glad to be number 48. I don't know where it ended, but that was just cool. Just show a little bit of kindness, uh, write a card to someone, you know, help someone and And just give them this card, a a kindness card. And again, those are out in the lobby at all the campuses when you leave today. Don't take a hundred. Take three. (laughs) Be kind to three people at least this week. And we'll have more cards for you next Sunday so that you can continue to do that. Amen. And then uh, I'll refer to our legacy card one more time. Our, Our local church, a portion of the offering. We'll go to Grow Life Church Ministries. We're going to use part of it for our children's ministry, part of it for our student ministry, and and, and and many different things. Now, this is the first time in two years that we've actually kept some of this offering in-house. And uh, it won't be 50%. It'll be a smaller portion than that. Probably 25 or less percent will stay in-house. But we want to also build the ministries of Life Church because we're trying to touch the people that are all around us. Amen. I'm almost landing this plane, so uh, buckle up, put your seatbelt on, and raise your tray and get ready for the landing. But here we go. This is what the wise man says. I want you to listen to this. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. Pastor, I don't have enough money to help people. I I can't be the type of guy that helps people financially. You know what you can do? You can pray for people. You can be an encourager. (laughs) There's enough Debbie Downers in this world. And if there's a Debbie in the room or any of the rooms, I'm sorry to use your name like that. There's enough Downers in the world. Let me just say it that way. There's enough people that are going to rain on your parade. Anybody ever had your parade rained on? Oh, Yeah. There's always going to be somebody that's going to be negative. There's always going to be somebody that speaks the wrong thing that tells you you can't do it. What if we just decide that we're going to be those people that are going to encourage people? Constantly have a word of encouragement when it's in your power to help them. Pastor, I don't even know that I'm uh, able to encourage people. I know what you can do. You can pray. (laughs) Everybody can pray. Everybody can take somebody to the Lord in prayer. I know that some people have never taken anybody else to the Lord but themselves. But this is an opportunity to really expand what God wants in prayer as we pray for one another and pray for people. If you can help your neighbor now, don't say, come back tomorrow and then I'll help you. You What the wise man is telling us is when we have the ability, when we have the things that we can do. Let's let God use us. See, this is what I believe. That God gave us a purpose. Amen. Anybody believe that with me? God gave us a purpose. God gave you a purpose. God has a plan for your life. And let's work to find that purpose. Let's work Make a difference. Let's let's get a vision for what God wants to do with your life, what God wants to do in your family, what God wants to do with your prayers, what God wants to do with your words, the power of your words, what God wants to do with your labor. Some of you just need to get a vision of what God wants to do with your labor. And when you go in tomorrow, and as you work as unto the Lord, you'll be surprised at how much more effective and efficient you'll be. In your own job, and how people will see the goodness of God in you. Some of us need to just make up our mind God has called me to be a giver. God has called me to be uh, someone that testifies. God has called me to have testimonies to give and to tell people about the goodness of God. Let's find that purpose. Everybody say, let's find it. Let's find it. And not only let's find it, but let's walk in it. Let's walk in it. Let's, let, let's go. I, I, I've told this before, and, and, and again, I'm not, I, I hope I don't offend anybody but t- by telling this, but, but I, I growing up in the church and growing up in the ministry, I've talked to hundreds of people that have told me, God called me to do this, and God called me to do that, and I've watched their lives as their life has gone on, and they never walked into what God had called them to do. I was once meeting with a missionary initiative board and and it was uh, men from all over uh, America. There was about a hundred pastors there and there was a a leader of this missions group and and, and I had brought a, an idea and, and and had presented it It had passed one hundred percent all the pastors yes let 's do this this is going to be awesome and, and when it was over the the leader said i want I want you to come back here with me and I went back into his office and he went to his file cabinet and he said, you see these bottom two drawers here? I said, yes, sir. He said, they're, all, they're, they're full of files of people's good and God ideas. But there's not a one of those files where we can say this was accomplished. Because people would not follow through. And he encouraged me. Pastor Jim, follow through on what God has called you to do. I'm still today attempting to follow through on everything that God has called me to do. And maybe I've gotten a brick wall somewhere. You know what I've learned? If you walk long enough, you can go around a brick wall. If you can't find the end of it, you can find a way over it. Because when God calls you to do something and you make up your mind, you're going to do it. There is nothing in this world that can stop it. Because if God's in it, who can be against it and who can defeat it? Amen. Get a vision for your life. Get a personal vision today. A personal vision of, you know what, I just need to start by knowing God. Maybe this morning is the morning that you just really give yourself to to diving into that portion of your vision of just knowing God. Maybe today you'll make that decision that I'm going to follow Jesus Christ, that I'm going to let him be the Lord and Savior of my life, that I'm going to walk in everything that he has for me. He will lead me and guide me, and and, and I'm just going to know him. Maybe that's, but whatever it is, this is what God has done. He's given us a purpose. I heard a wise man say, and I'm sorry I can't recall the author of this quote, but he said, there's two great days in every person's life. The day that you're born and the day that you discover your purpose. I pray that today will be the day that you start to find, discover life, and what God wants to do in your life to make a difference. Will you stand with me in all of the campuses? Uh, the team is coming back up and I'm going to turn this to the worship teams in the campus here in just a moment Uh, but I want to pray for you before I turn to them and and, uh, all three campuses if the prayer teams will just come and stand we want to uh, make sure that people if you're here today and and, and, in any place, any campus and you need prayer you want the Lord to talk to you you want the Lord to lead you and guide you Our prayer team is going to be here to pray with individuals. And um, actually here in the League City campus, I'm going to be uh, at the end of the service over here. If anybody's here and you have needs you want me to pray with, I'm going to be praying with people, anointing people with oil after everything is over here in just a few minutes. Um, But as of now, the prayer team is here. And uh, we want to pray for you. Let me me pray before our teams uh, start singing again and leading you in worship. Lord, thank you so much for everything that you have done for us. We are a grateful people. We are a people that look upon the blessings of the Lord and, and say thank you for all that you have done for us, oh Lord. And this is what our prayer is today. Not only for this campus, League City, but for the other campuses is that there would be a move of the Spirit of God. And dear Lord, that you would actually walk through our services and that you would see people there and you know what they need and that you would, that you would bless them, that you would help them. And, and dear Lord, that you would help them walk into the things that you have purpose for them to be, purpose for them to do, oh God. That even today, somebody would start seeing clearly, this is the next step that you have for me, Lord. This is what you want to accomplish in my life. And I pray, dear Lord, that your will would be done. I ask it in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. God.